0: This is Extreme Ag's Shortcuts. Let's get right into it. Hey, we're standing in a field of soybeans right now, and it's appropriate because we're talking about beans on beans. That's right, soybeans following soybeans. Usually, we do crop rotations, right? Well, there's a reason that we're trying here at Garrett Landing Cattle to go soybeans following soybeans, and he's going to tell you why. We're going to talk about the pitfalls, the problems, and also the promise of this whole thing, and, of course, the agronomic adjustments we need to make. Kelly Garrett, why did you go soybeans after soybeans? You got uh, you got wet. You couldn't get in here and plant corn. Uh, you, couldn't, you ran out of nitrogen. Uh,
1: there was nobody to help. Uh, you didn't have any seed. Those are not reasons. Those are not reasons. It's purely research because of the potential for the renewable fuels in the United States. A huge movement, as everybody knows, and there are there are enough soybean plants, processing facilities being built right now mm-hmm. that the demand, a year from today, we could have the demand for another 100 million bushel to be. Processed because we will have the ability to crush another hundred million bushel right. last year the carryout if I remember correctly was only 140 million bushel yeah, so the ability to crush another hundred million think about how tight that makes so the, the mark
0: makes the makes the balance sheet really really tight We're using up almost all the carryover and also that's just with the capacity that you say is coming online in the next couple of years So it's a renewable fuels play Yes, where agriculture and we had this with ethanol, but ethanol is mostly burning through supply that we already had we were sitting on piles of corn every which way to sunday now it's like wait a minute even though the market's kind of tight and the inventory's tight we're talking about using up more of our crop for renewable fuel you feel confident enough that you came out here and said i'm going to do an experiment what if i had to grow more beans and not do the rotation to corn what's what's that
1: look like and this is what you're doing right here absolutely how
0: many acres are we experimenting with
1: we're only experimenting with 40 acres uh we live in a historic time for many reasons but for this in this just this situation the soybean plants that are in existence today were built to to crush and get the meal and the soy oil was a byproduct and it was sold you know and it, it was nice it was fine right. but now the demand is soy oil yeah and you know i read one article i was involved with one zoom call the demand for soybeans will be such in the year 2025-2026 yep. that the american farmer will not be able to meet the demand okay think about the, the balance sheet i'm talking about or the tightness of it and that kind of demand what's that going to do to the price of soybeans
0: right well obviously when you got more demand and supply remains the same price goes up or supply expands all right, so here's the thing, just in case the viewer or listener is like, wait a minute, this is already happening. We are recording this end of July, 2022. If somebody pulls up this video or audio two years from, now, be like, that's old news, Garrett. No, this is kind of cutting edge stuff and we don't know. We're not being predictive, but we're preparing. So you took 40 acres here. Tell me, Mr. Evans, Mike Evans Integrated Ag Solutions, business partner Kelly Garrett, what did you do differently right here? Did you just come out and seed soybeans like you normally would, or did you make some tweaks?
2: Well, on this field, we're working with Nature's on a program doing the trial. So they've kind of built a program. Tommy has built a program around some foliar feeds and stuff. Um, We really, since this research, we didn't do a whole lot of changes from our normal soybean practice just to see what that would do. Um, We got a few check strips in here to see what some of the other things are going to happen. But um,
0: overall, we hadn't changed a whole lot. so we're gonna see what happens okay so you your normal thing would be it was soybeans last year your normal thing would be come in and no-till corn right but you also would have in the fall come in and knifed in nitrogen clearly you did not need to do that because beans don't ever need nitrogen right wrong (laughs) (laughs) well you didn't put in
1: in this field actually has some anhydrous on it because we planned on this going to corn we bought the farm to the east of it, and that farm was in corn stalks, took out the fence, and I'm like, we're gonna have bean on bean research.
0: Okay, so that's how the whole thing came about. So is anhydrous on these acres that we're standing in right now, yep. Evans? Yeah, we did get anhydrous on here. All right, did so we waste, was is bit. that a
2: waste? I don't believe it to be, we'll find out. I mean, these beans look great. Um, some people are concerned that a, the crop will get too vegetative yep. and not worry about putting pods on. Right looking at them today i think we're sitting pretty good so So the
0: concern there is if you did have nitrogen here because you were planning on going to corn and now all of a sudden we just grow, grow a great big old plant and it never puts pods on it but it's a tree yep okay so what do you think
1: well so there's two things here that i'm excited about number one the bean after bean number two the anhydrous be- the best beans that I feel I ever raised were in 2017, yep. and I actually on those. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, I didn't have the calcium research that we yep. or education that we have now. Right. I didn't have the PGR education that we have now. Okay. And we, we weren't planting them. We were planting them thicker. Those beans were at 110. The average out here is probably closer to 90. What so are you saying? The population. Okay, thank you. 90,000 yeah. population yes. is what we did here. Yep. Yes. So... The PGRs, the calcium, and, and approximately PGR
0: a, for the person that's never watched one. Plant growth
1: regulator. Okay, you you did that at time of planting. We yes. there was a PGR on the seed at post-chem and at fungicide time. There will be PGRs. Okay, and then you spoke about calcium in previous videos, but you
0: said something really smart. Watch calcium; it helps build the skeletal skeletal, skeletal system. system. So, that, and yeah. why do I care about that?
2: Because those lower branches tend to we've found it tend to be break, break off because of the weaker skeletal system, basically. So. That's important. We went, the weaker, we
0: went the lower branches to remain strong to hold up the pods. Okay. okay. All right. Now, the thing here, Mike Evans, um, we talked about fertility, and you said you actually did have some nitrogen in here. You're going to use a different mix on this, and you would have gone to corn. You're saving money, right? You're using less money on fertility in this field than if it had been corn. I, we'll be about the same by the time we're done with fertility. Okay. Yes. So the soybeans that are in here, uh, as this experiment, then we'll have more of a disease issue because without the rotation Parasites and bugs and nasty stuff that kills soybeans remain from last year, right? Yes. Okay, so answer me What did you guys do to mitigate that?
2: we worked with a couple of different seed treatments on this year and I think this year we put a more of a, um, a typical normal, but we also added a uh, Spray Tech has their seed treatment which is more nutritional based to give it a good nutritional start so we got that out here to help uh, mitigate that disease.
0: Is the treatment on this, other than a variation on some products, you're saying that's a product you would not have normally used if it was a as a rotation soybean? We've tried it on dry
2: other acres, normal rotations, but we kind of- What prepared, are you
0: doing different here than on the field over there that is just rotated we, soybeans? Well, we put, we put
2: that here for that reason. Okay. That we're trying on some other fields just to see what happens, but here we knew we needed to put something different on here to mitigate some of that disease pressure. Got
1: it. You were getting ready to say something. I really like Spray Tech's perspective on disease control and plant health. It's mm-hmm. from a nutritional a nutritional perspective. Yes. Diseases come into play, or insects can come into play when we are nutritionally out of balance and the plant's not healthy. Spray Tech, coming from Brazil, the tropics, uh, if anybody should know about plant health, it should be them. And I really like... The nutritional perspective instead of trying to put a band-aid on it or something like that does that make sense it does and i I, uh it's a a new partner of extreme eggs a new company to us but the direction that they're coming from i think has a lot of promise yeah
0: spray tech we talked about the at chad henderson so if you happen to be watching this or listening to this and you want to know more about the full tech and some of the other products that they offer go back and see uh, what we did with chad henderson in madison alabama When we were kids, there were different times. Continuous corn, continuous corn. Mm -hmm. And that's been throughout, maybe even from the 1950s. Instead of the rotation, continuous corn. And we know that we burn through more fertility uh, issues because obviously very nitrogen intensive, et cetera, et cetera. We don't do continuous corn anymore. I guess if you had a need for corn silage, you do. But out here, you haven't really done that. Is continuous beans going to be the thing that, like, You're saying, oh, I remember we used to do that with corn. Is that going to be the thing a few years now?
1: Continuous corn is still the safer play because it's predictable. You kind of know what's going to happen. Uh, With with the renewable fuels and the potential that's there, uh, beans after beans, I think, could become that way just because of the financial ramifications of it, it but we we've got to research and and again we got to make it that safer, more predictable play and We're not there yet. What adjustment? These things look great, by the way. They, I know they, they do you, look. You're good. talking
0: about the solar panel-sized leaves, and I can go on and on. And, you know, this, this has a really big leaf size. And I'm just going. In. What would we have done? Should we have done differently right now? Anything? Is there is there anything you're saying, boy? If we we're going to do this experiment, we should have. Um, one thing we were talking about before we got on camera here was.
2: You know, we had the calcium trial down at the almond farm, and looking here, we should have had that here. Done the calcium theory, yeah. okay. To shorten that plant up, get better structure at the bottom. Got it.
0: Are we going to learn there was a disease here that we didn't know about? Are we going to come through here with the combine and say, man, what the heck happened? And we'll say, oh, it's because this.
1: I don't believe so. These beans look incredibly healthy. Uh, We get the fungicide on, or the fungicides on these. They'll be on today. Yeah, the fungicide will be on here later today. Got it. And uh, there's no disease here, and I don't believe any will come. And frankly,
0: there's less insect pressure out here than there was at the other field we were at, which is a traditional rotation. Advice to somebody that wants to do this, Mike Evans. Should they? I, I would. Okay. Know, and if they lose money, Kelly, if they lose money, then are they going to come back on you and you're going to make it right? Well, don't change your whole operation. <laughs> you know,
2: 40 acres, like what we did here was perfect, you know, Kelly came to me and I was all excited. It's something a little different. It so is something was, a little different. Your, I always go for it. Your
0: advice is go ahead and experiment with this because you think it's, a, it's viable. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. if it all plays out, I mean, it's going to be very viable.
1: And then what's your advice? My advice is that not just beans after beans. But 10% of your farm needs to be researched. Yeah, and you are shortchanging yourself if you don't try different practices on your farm. Yeah, and
0: so let's also make the market case for this because I, I think I'm in agreement with you. But also we've been we've seen different uh, alleged what's coming down the road scenarios before that didn't materialize. Is this is this
1: soy renewable diesel for real? I believe it is. Yeah, and then we are going to have the demand factor. We are going to have the demand factor. Uh, one analyst stated to me that you know right now we have about 180 million acres of Crop ground in the United States that's corn, corn beans. or soy, right? either right, and he you know in the year 2026, what if there's dem- demand for 120 million acres of soybeans only 60 million acres of corn? Yeah. Can you imagine the ramifications of that?
0: And if that's the case, we better get darn good at growing soybean after soybean. That's right. And and, I, and the great thing is it doesn't seem that it's going to have any disease, any any real disease. In fact, corn on corn might be harder to do. It's just
1: that it's been more acceptable because we've done it for so long. That's right. And. Uh, we really as um, the American farmer doesn't pay attention to soybeans the way they pay attention to corn And I believe if we pay attention to soybeans the way we do corn We can make it that safer more predictable play
0: uh, I've heard it said that soybeans are just the thing you planted them between your corn years But you made a good point during the drought year You didn't even vary that much on your soybeans and you, you give that example real quickly because if we start paying attention to this We can go soybean after soybean and rock the, and, and,
1: and, and pull the chain I had an agronomist tell me in like 2014 that we're really bad at raising soybeans the whole country and i i'm like you you think so and he's like well in 2012 the worst drought in two or three generations what did you raise and i said well 43 And he said, in 2012, what would you have considered successful? And I said, 55. And he said, so you lost 12 bushel, and you don't think that we don't suck? He said, we don't. We we haven't scratched the surface.
0: So do you think that this kind of demand structure we're looking at is going to make people really understand? And then, again, and by doing it bean after bean, they're
1: going to be, if it's every year i got to get better at this. People will get more educated because there will be more value in it. Jason Schly, he said it used to be that wheat was his favorite crop. Now he's told me beans are his favorite crop because there's so much low-hanging fruit. There's so much improvement that we can make yeah. because we really don't know... We're really not good at it.
0: Yeah, mean we can get better quickly because uh, we're pretty darn good at the other stuff. Yes. His name is Mike Evans. His name is Kelly Garrett. I'm Damian Mason. Stay tuned because we will give you the results. Remember, we always do unvarnished truth here at Extreme Ag. We will tell you what happened on this 40-acre experiment, how many bushels we did, what we learned, what we did wrong, what we did right, and we'll give you a little outlook for how you can do the same thing if you want to experiment with soybeans on soybeans. Huh? Never did that before. Kind of a new thing. Kind of radical. That's what we do here at Extreme Ag. Tune in for more stuff,
1: extremeag.farm.